0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and The Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. There are many different ways to get into the sports business. Our next guest was able to get into sales through the food industry, which ultimately led her to her role now. I'm excited to have Vicki Igus, Senior Manager of Special Events and Business Development for the San Francisco 49ers. Vicki, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Travis. So happy to be here.
0: Vicky, thank you so much and very excited to talk about your career and as I kicked it off, there's certainly a lot of ways to get into this business and your your path is certainly unique. Can you walk the listeners through how you got into that restaurant business selling seafood which helped your path to the sports business?
1: Sure. So, um I at the time was um, I had my own business and I was kind of the bar and bat mitzvah queen of the East Bay of the San Francisco <laughs> Bay area. Um, and I was kind of tired of um, working for myself and open to new opportunities. And so I actually did an event for Scott Seafood, which is a Bay Area institution. And they reached out um, and asked if I would come in-house and work for them in sales. So after a year of being a sales manager, I was promoted to to the director of sales. I was tootling along, having a great career. Uh, When I had an opportunity, to attend um, at Levi's Stadium, the second preseason game ever held in the building. And with those tickets came passes to what was called the Mina Tailgate, put on by Chef Mina and the 49ers. And Michael Mina um, is um, a celebrity chef. Uh, Michelin rated, many, many restaurants. So um, I was there at the tailgate. Um, It was early in the morning having some breakfast cocktails. And I walked up to the buffet area to grab some butter poached lobster. And Chef Mina happened to be standing there. And he asked if I um, had tasted it. And I said I was on my thirds and that he shouldn't judge me. (laughs) Which broke out into a great conversation um, of really me just being me at that moment. And um, after a thank you for chatting, I walked back to the table and my husband said to me, you know, what did you say to him? He was laughing and watched you walk back. You should take him your business card. So now he was surrounded by media. He saw me. He nodded. When he was finished with his interviews, he came over and he accused me of being a stalker. And I said, no, I'm not a stalker, but I wanted to introduce myself. I gave him (laughs) my card, told him about me. He asked if I could sell. I said, Yes. And we had a conversation. He took my card and put it in his pocket and said, someday we're going to work together. Well, I knew that once that card went in that pocket, I wasn't going to hear from him. The next day I got on LinkedIn, started reaching out to people, ended up with his personal email address, reached out that day. The next day, um, his assistant, personal assistant called me. On Friday, um, I was in an interview at Levi Stadium, and Friday afternoon had a job offer um, to be his director of sales for the Bay Area. He had 27 restaurants at the time with a okay. smattering of some of the other properties.
0: You know, Vicki, a ton of uh, fun stories in that process, but also some great advice. I think the two things, you know, first is... You know, food is always the key to a heart, but now it seems like food is also the key to employment, which is which is exciting. <laughs> and then second, probably most importantly, for all those seller listeners out there that are selling anything, you you think about and anybody that maybe is looking to grow their career for the next opportunity. Great advice, Vicky, right? It's like, yeah, if you just give somebody your business card, if you just send your resume in, or if you send somebody an email and you're trying to like sell them something, you're gonna have to be proactive. You're gonna have to have follow up. You're gonna have to drive urgency. So, so great advice on that end.
1: Yeah, and you'll hear a little bit more about my feeling on business cards probably as we go through, um, because I do believe, you know, that it is a highlight. And then once I had Mina on my, you know, resume, I was exposed to a lot of great people. Had some jobs in between, and then um, met a fabulous woman who actually had my job at the time at Levi Stadium. She ended up going to work for Legends Hospitality, recruited me to open up. Um, you know, um, the golden one center for yep. the Sacramento Kings and legends. And that's how I ended up in sports.
0: So, you know, going back a little bit, you, you received this food kind of this role in the, the food and beverage industry, and you, you got into that selling world of that. And you were the number one producer consistently led in overall revenue for, for the company. What is your advice to listeners on being successful, really regardless of what product they're selling?
1: You have to be an amazing listener first of all, and that needs to be on a business level, but also probably even more importantly, on a personal level, because sales is a connection. And sales, you may not get whatever that first immediate sell is, but it's going to come back to you. And if not with this company or this sale, it'll come down the line. So selling is relational. If you think it's transactional and you're in it just for the money and the commissions, you you won't be successful. So if you really have a passion and you really enjoy people and knowing people and learning about people, all of that will come back and you can hear it in someone's voice. You can, I always tell people smile when you're on the phone because people can tell when you're genuine. So when you build those relationships and people trust you, you listen to someone's wants and needs obviously business-wise you want to solve their problem but even personally it creates this bond and you take these clients with you wherever you go i still have clients and connections today in the 49ers and in my job now that i made from when i worked at C. yep yep
0: it's all about those relationships and, and showcasing that value proposition and so vicky for you back in 2018 you received the opportunity to join the san francisco 49ers in the special events department and so over the last four years You've been promoted internally. You now lead the team. Give the listeners a glimpse into what your weeks typically look like.
1: So I um, actually oversee the sales side. We actually have um, our department um, has a sales side, and then we have an event manager side. And then we all fall under um, our fabulous leader and director, Catherine Lenz. Um, And so my um, position really is to um, come in and um, grow the sales. So I oversee the sales team. I make sure that they have all the tools necessary in order to close revenue business um, and and keep finding new business. So part of my day is, and my week is overseeing the sales team. And then the other part is business development, which is coming up with our marketing campaigns, looking for new opportunities and keeping our name out there. Do a lot of lunches now that the pandemic is over. Um, I do a lot of digging. Um, I'm a hunter and finding the right people and the decision makers, building those relationships so that when um, they are looking to build a business, you know, build an event that we get that phone call.
0: You know, and I know certainly in my career in this business, some of the special events are, are amazing, very well put together, uh, but also some things that are you certainly talk about thinking outside the boxes. So as you think about some of the special events you've helped put together, what's the most unique one that you feel like you've come across?
1: Okay, so this is a great question because it's actually really hard to answer because every single event we do or that I have done throughout my career is different. And so um, I would say the best part about being in events and private events in particular, is that no, you know, no client is the same, their requests aren't the same. So when I was in Oakland, probably the most gratifying and most amazing events I did was for families that it was first generation graduating from high school or college, family dinners where people were saving their money to do a dinner at Scott Seafood. From there, I did political events for many of our governors for presidential candidates. I do corporate events, holiday parties for over 10, thousand guests, private concerts. So I can't really pick one, but I can say for anybody out there that's listening as a career, if you don't want mundane um, day-to-day life of doing the same thing, punching a time card, um, go into events because the opportunities are really just endless.
2: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Vicki, I guess, Senior Manager of Special Events and Business Development. And so, Vicki, let's get into the three hot topics. And in, in question one, you've always been one that's always willing to take risk, knowing that you're very calculated risk, and you've also been very innovative. And you think about even the risk you took back at the, at the third time up for food. <laughs> and so what advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be a little bit more innovative and be willing to put themselves out there in this competitive business environment?
1: I think the scariest part for, um, any, um, employee or anybody, you know, in the working world is making a change. Is it going, I was having a conversation, um, with a very dear friend yesterday, um, who's moving on to a new position and it's scary, right? Am I making the right move? Am I doing the right thing? Is it right? Is it right? Is it going to fit? Is it right? Am I going to have a good manager? No risk is a bad risk because it's always a learning risk. So you may go to this job, this new position, it may not work out, you may not be happy, but you met good contacts you met new people, you met a new client that you're going to take with you. Maybe you have a terrible manager. um, And from there, you say, when I am given the opportunity to manage people, these are the things I am not going to do. It's very easy to find and follow the people that we love what they do and to follow good people. But when you have those challenging experiences, that's how you grow. So Take the risk if at that moment it seems right, and then from there you will take whatever learning experience is. If it's not right, you'll move on and go to the next position, but you'll take all of those learning experience, some good contacts, good sales, you'll find some nuggets in there that'll be good pieces, and you'll move on to the next position. It'll always be okay.
0: No, Vicky, it's such great advice, right? It's all about the experiences, the people you work for and with, and alongside. And I think you 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 always take it as a leader. You want to learn from every leader. Some things are, hey, I'm definitely going to apply this. Other things, like I'm not going to do it the same way. But you will learn and, and grow from your experiences. Vicky, question two: Many listeners are interested in how they may get into that special events department. You know, right before the break, there you you pitched of, hey, if you don't like that mundane work, come, come in. work in the <laughs> events. Right, we're. we're wide open for you. And as you think about listeners and everybody out there wanting to become well-rounded in their career, what's your advice on becoming as well-rounded as possible, whether you're moving roles, companies, or even in and out of sports?
1: In my opinion, curiosity um, is what makes you well-rounded. And so be curious in life and be curious in business around you. Keep your eyes and ears open. Um, have experiences, have new experiences. We all kind of get in our, you know, in our lane and we stay there, um, ask a lot of questions, um, read podcasts, all of these kinds of things. You know, I I think, um, being well-rounded is, um, a lot of knowledge. You know, we all have our skills and we hone in on our skills, but don't be afraid in your company to ask a higher up for a few minutes of an, you know, an informational or to go for a walk. Um, you know, and and just to chat, what do you do in your daily, you know, yep. in your day or how did you get to where you are? Um, there's some really fabulous opportunities on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on the clubhouse and I, you know, mentor and speak with a lot of individuals. And I always tell them, look at people and message them and say, do you have a few minutes to guide me? If they don't, they don't know you. Don't take it personal. They can't not like you because they don't know you. So some people are into it. Some people are not. Some people are sharers. Some people are too busy. So just as much knowledge as you can gain, have great interests, and it helps you connect on a human level with people because I think coming out of the pandemic, human level is really really important. Emails and writing are good. Human contact um, and you know being able to connect is much more important.
0: Yeah, you think about building rapport and you mentioned something there right and we certainly appreciate you being a partner of the clubhousecareers.com that the career development platform and being a mentor. And you talk about that like being well-rounded and being willing to get out of your comfort zone. Is yes, why is it you know, back in the day you, you went to the University of Arizona you didn't really know what you were getting into. and like, So why is it so important for you to always give back and be willing to be a mentor, be willing to jump on calls with people that may want to sit in your chair one day?
1: Um, it's just a passion of mine. And whether it's in business or in life, there's enough out there for everybody, right? Even with business. If I can't do it, I will absolutely kick it over to my friends at Giant Enterprises. I'll kick it over at PayPal Park. I'll think of who I can send it to or my, you know, friends at the Cowboys or wherever, you know, how do we help people? The more we help people, the more we grow again, the better it all comes back. And as far as mentoring and giving um, to people who are starting in our industry, what we do in private events is really very new. This whole 365 model of new buildings being built to host events 365 and not just host, you know, a few football games a year um, or soccer stadiums or baseball fields. So with knowledge and being able to help people understand that there's more out there than ticket sales sponsorships, you know, if you have an interest in events um, you plan them and when you were in college or, you know, or you've always loved the travel industry or hospital, you know, food and beverage hospital, hospitality, um, there's a place for you. It's not really sports. Um, It's hospitality. It's a business within a business, but um, it's a very cool way. And a lot of people don't know we exist. So by spreading the word and sharing and mentoring, I hope that I can solidify this business for the future, um, grow it and take it to new heights within sports and entertainment venues that this industry has never seen.
0: That's awesome. And we certainly appreciate you being a mentor and everything you do to give back to the industry. And finally, question three, Vicki, you've had a wide range of experiences, both in the sports and entertainment space as well as outside of that industry. And as listeners think about, you know, that overall process of maybe getting into that special events department from a typical route of selling season and group tickets or premium because some of that is event based, but it's tied to a sport a lot. What's your advice on being able to have a smooth transition?
1: Well, again, it's really interesting. Um, We have had some people that have been, um, they want to get into sports. Um, And so they look for whatever way they can. So they think, okay, I can go into sales and private events. If you don't have an interest in hospitality and events it, this just won't work for you we um in it at the 49ers i don't work game day so when i show up on sunday i'm tailgating i'm a fan i'm excited there are people yep. that want to work game day that that is their thing being you know there and doing that if that's really what you're interested in some stadiums some venues they do pull their private events team to work game days but a lot of us don't because we work every other day so i would say if you want to come over and come into private events really have an interest in hospitality really have an interest in private events in learning it um it's fabulous and know that you can do both there's crossover but um if you're looking to just be in sports then be in sports. But if you're looking for something like how fortunate we are to be a business, again, a business within a business. Yep. So we get the benefits of sports and we get to work with sports professionals. I work with all of our teams. Um, You know, it does cross over, but um, come in, you know, if you have an interest in, in hospitality, food and beverage, you know, um, venue spaces, creativity. um, It's great.
0: No, that's awesome. Well, Vicky, what a great career. And as you think back What's been your best memory?
1: Okay, so this one, I'm really excited to share this. When I first started with the 49ers, um, I got a call and um, they asked me if um, for college football playoff for CFP, we were hosting. And Bill Hancock, who's the director and the head of CFP, likes to have um, a handler for the day. And he likes someone a little bit seasoned.
2: Older <laughs>
1: and chatty. So I'm definitely social and not quiet. And so they asked if I would be interested. So I was his handler from the morning he came on, uh, entered the venue at, till the end. And um, I got to be with his family and I got to be on the field in the confetti on the stage. And then nice. um, after the post game, I um, got to be. Um, with him and um and Nick Saban and console him a little bit um because he had lost that game. Yeah. And so it was just being a huge college sports fan that I am. Um that was just an amazing experience. So again, awesome. I love hospitality and I love my industry, but that's where I got pulled into a sports side yep. that I never knew I would be pulled into. So by far um a great experience. And then of course going to the Super Bowl
0: was no you know, that's that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, Vicky, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. And to close it out, i like to put our guests on the hustle sure. hot seat. So you ready for this?
1: I got it. Go.
0: If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Um. Okay. I love food. So it was, this was a, a tough question, but I guess I would go like really fabulous, classic steakhouse. Really good, rare steak, great French fries, cream, spinach, chocolate dessert. And the rest of my life wouldn't be long because that would probably put me in the grave.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> If you could have any actress play you in a movie about your life, who would it be?
1: Um, I would probably shoot with um, Bette Midler. I love her comedy. She's romantic. She's serious. And she can sing with I cannot. And she's a little kooky. And I'm a little out there sometimes as well. So good fit.
0: And finally, if you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest?
1: Um. I would love to sit down with the Obamas. Um, I just think that they have so much to offer in the world, but also right now I'm kind of into Emmanuel Acho. I think his insights um, in the world we live in, as well as in the world of sports are um, just kind of amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Vicky, finally to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day?
1: Okay. So you took my first one earlier, which is always carry a business card. Always. Because you never know when you're going to meet someone for a job opportunity. One of my biggest sales at Scott Seafood was made on a Southwest airline flight down to Los Angeles. So always carry that business card with you. Um, uh, Let's see. Love what you do um, and feel great about doing it in sports. So you better love sales and not just selling sports because someday if a pandemic were to roll around <laughs> or something happens and you can no longer sell or be in sports, you right. better love selling. Um, and I get think my third, um, which is really, really important is work-life rhythm. I really don't believe there's anything called work-life balance because the scale is always going to tip one way or another. Yep. Some days work and months is just killing you and the, Family time or the travel or whatever. So, um, I would say work life rhythm. And I would say, um, you know, ride the rhythm of life and yeah. hold on and enjoy the ride um, and enjoy the hell out of life. Like, yeah. just have a good time.
0: It's awesome. I, I love yeah. it. Great advice, Vicki. You know, and you mentioned business cards, right? I always tell people, like, look, typically you don't have to pay for them. And so, how do you just make it rain in your community and your city? Like, get your business cards to everyone. We always talked about it, having a passion, you know, kind of that infectious, positive attitude. And I love it. You know, that's a lot of time on 52 Weeks Also, we talk about, like, there's really no such thing as a work-life balance. I love, you know, the work-life rhythm, you know, because there is, there's, there's going to be some ups and downs. So, Vicki, thank you so much. You've had a great career. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate your time and expertise.
1: Thanks, Travis. Have a great day. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.